welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is November, so we are continuing the Bards of November. Very classy. Adaptations of the works of William Shakespeare. And hold the dough. But tonight, it will not only just be Vince and I bringing you our review. Tonight, for our review of Deliver Us from Eva, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. an adaptation, if you will, of The Taming of the Shrew Mm -hmm. by William Shakespeare. Yeah, oh yeah. Tonight, this review will be brought to you by writer, producer, and podcaster. And podcaster. Co-host of the fantastic, notorious women podcast. No, no, notorious. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Oh, none other than Miss LaVetta Cannon here on the mission. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for that introduction. I don't know how to behave. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, let it all go, girl. Let it all right, go. Right, right, right. Oh, we going to get into it. Right. We're, we're usually a pretty straight-laced show, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look. I was on, I was, you know, under the weather last week. Yes. So I feel like I owe the missionaries a show. Right. This is sort of that post sickness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm still coming out of it a little bit, but for you, I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. And for you, Lavetta, thank you for joining us tonight. Yes. How are you, Lavetta? How are you? I'm fantastic now that I'm here with you, gentlemen. This oh. is such a treat. I'm a big, big fan. I'm oh, very excited. You. And I'm going to try and keep my composure and not embarrass myself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're, you'll be fine. <laughs> the bar is fairly low. You're good. <laughs> no, I'm great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, before we get too far along, we want to give a shout out to each and every one of you out there who are watching us as we are streaming live from Yunk Yunk, Philadelphia's premier video podcast palace here in Maniunk, streaming live to Facebook and streaming live to YouTube. And each and every one of you are out there in the chat. Hello, missionaries. Hello, one and all. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Lavetta. As we yes. mentioned at the the top of the show, you are a writer producer of many things out in, in Hollywood. You're all you're always working. You're hobnobbing. You're doing big things. But first and foremost, as it is in the world nowadays, you are a podcaster. Yeah, because yes. podcasting is it comes from the heart. Writing yes. and producing is for the check. Right. You know that keeps the lights on. Right. But podcasting comes from the heart, and I have a a feeling that the Notorious Women podcast. Is close to your heart as well. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, it is. Our tagline is uh, some are heroic, some are horrific, but they're all notorious <laughs> because, you know, misogyny being what it is, uh, gentlemen, you know this because I, and one thing I like about your show is that you guys are definitely pro women. <laughs> I can't always say that about, you know, male led shows. That's true. Um, but, you know, sometimes a woman does something really wonderful in the world and she's 
notorious, you mm-hmm. know, Ida B. Wells, <laughs> you right, know, at the right. time of her life. And then sometime, um, can we curse on this show? Absolutely. Uh, Sometimes bitches be tripping and they are actually terrible. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, Griselda Blanco's like trying to kill children while she's selling cocaine, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so many so, things wrong in that one sentence. <laughs> so we, me and my co-host, uh, Miriam, we started the podcast. We had a, a an earlier iteration of it back in 2017. And it was just, an, you know, an opportunity to talk about different kinds of women, you know, sometimes women. Um, who you've never heard of. And then Mm -hmm. some, you know, are a lot more popular, who've had a lot more um, uh, exposure. But also I'm a true crime personally. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm a true crime person. So I love a murderess. I mean, Mm -hmm. my very first one was uh, Hannah Mary Tabs, who is from Philadelphia, actually, or her crimes were in Philadelphia in the 1890s. Um, she, uh, She disembodied her lover. Um, who she was having an affair with while she was living with her much older husband, who was a Civil War veteran. Okay. Uh, and mm. she totally played the race card and got away with murder, only serving about two years, you know? So, so this was a Black woman? This is a Black woman. Who murdered some Black men, or? She murdered a Black man. She cut him up. Okay. And she she had his parts of his body uh, she was disposing of them on parts of different parts of his body throughout the city. Sure. And she, yeah, does. in Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. unfortunately they found a torso and he was a very light skinned man. So at first they thought it was a white man. So that is why the public was interested in it. And then also it's very brutal. Interesting. Um, and it, it was just such a fascinating uh, story because the the preeminent scholar on this is a black uh, professor, and she said that she was fascinated about black women who were not good girls. Mm, you know, black sure. women who basically Hannah Mary Tabs got away with murder, right? <laughs> she, right. And she put the blame on other people, and this was also one of the first um, crimes in Philadelphia that shed a light on how the black community was being ignored in the area because basically the cops wouldn't come. And then black residents even today wouldn't call the cops because they just come and brutalize the black citizens. And Hannah Mary Tabs apparently was brutalizing other black people within her community and getting away with, she would like beat people up and like, she's a terrible human being, like terrible. So, you know, she's fascinating to me. And, but then someone like Coretta Scott King, who has a much more uh, militaristic kind of stance to her civil rights mm-hmm. uh, work than Martin had. And like right. a lot of people don't know that, you know, so we sort of mix it up on notorious women. You know, um, Miriam is a lot more about like, oh, let's talk about the lady who did this nice thing. And I'm like, what about Belle Gunness, who killed like 25 <laughs> people? <laughs> Because there are multitudes within womanhood. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Very nice. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. That is. That's. Thank you. That's interesting to have a. You never think you'd have a podcast that is both inspired by Coretta Scott King and a woman who dismembered. I I know. And and just as podcasts go, I always say I love a podcast with sort of an an engine. That's never going to run out of fuel. Yeah. So I exactly. love that. I, I love the concept. Thank just you. from the, yeah, you know, just the from the uh, level yeah. of craft of podcast. Yeah. So very nice. Yeah. 
Thank you. So check us out, guys, if you want to know more. And suggestions. I'm open. We are open to suggestions. There's so many women throughout the world, mm-hmm. you know. So we love to go to. I'm a big. Uh, I studied Asian studies in college, and so I love my Japanese female killers. Okay. Know, or gang members. <laughs> just, you, you, yeah. see, you seem to have a violent streak that runs through. <laughs> Not the ones that you seem to be promoting for the show. Okay. Unfortunately, (laughs) they usually take it out on children or, you know, people weaker than them. But, you know, sometimes they um, focus it on doing good in the world. So, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which you should. That's better. Don't kill people. Don't Uh do that. Don't don't kill people. We we (laughs) don't murder people. (laughs) Her last name is Cannon. I don't know what she's happening. I, I'm just going to stay over here and, and, and mind my business, mind my business. Well, thank you for joining the show. Absolutely. Looking and forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm glad that you are a fan of the show. And that's why uh, Lavetta is here. She was like, no, I'm here from the beginning. I want the, I want the missus from the missionaries. I want the I want full the whole, experience. The whole, I'm here that's for right. the whole mission. All right. So that's what's <laughs> up. All right. And, and speaking of missus from the missionary, Let's get to our emails, All right? which are our missives from the missionaries. So what else is going on, Lynn? We have emails, Vincent. Ooh, missives from the missionaries. We have an email yes. from Nicole Sherman. Hey, what's up, Nicole? Hey, Vincent Len. Um, great show. You two make Thank me you. want to rewatch the films you guys review for not only enjoyment, but critical analysis. Oh, okay, excellent. A side note, I love Vince. All right. And am and are oh, excuse me. I love that Vince and I are huge fans of the classic boomerang. Yes. A wonderful film all around. Excuse me. I like Boomerang too. <laughs> you want to be in the Boomerang Club with me and Nicole? I, I like and me, Boomerang. And me. I'm in that one. Yeah. Right. Boomerang. Come on. Right, Lavetta. Right. We like Boomerang too. Well, we Nicole. thought maybe it was just me and Nicole. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. It's not just you and Vince. Can't have Vince all to yourself. We're there too. Open the yes. door. Right, right, right. I swear, man. <laughs> what, are you, what are you yelling at me? I'm just sitting here. As a matter of fact, Lavetta. Oh, for yes. God's sake! Uh-oh. What we're gonna we're gonna set some records straight here tonight, <laughs> my friend. Lavetta, as she came on, ladies and gentlemen, before the cameras came on, here we go. She made sure to say, "Hey, you know what? I actually want to point out that, that I actually agree with Len on some things." Right. What were you telling me right before the oh, cameras? Came on, Lavetta. Yes. You weren't even I mean, here. You were in the restroom. Go ahead, Lavetta. Tell him. I tell do. Him. I. But I will say this: you need to put some respect on Barry Gordy's "The Last Dragon's name. Okay. No. Uh, see. No. 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 See. You want to open the door? She now the doors me. Now the doors open. Now the now the doors open. But Lynn, I your reaction to Blank Man <laughs> tickled me to no end. And I was like, how can you love Blank Man and find no joy for Bruce Leroy? I'm just, I'm just. He's a, he's a complicated man. He's a complicated man. Okay. It's the same silliness. 
as Blake, man, you giggled and I giggled with you. I, I said, you know what? I'm a cut. I'm a cut and lend some slack. Cause the way you reacted to Blake, man, was so joyful. I was like, I love him so much. <laughs> like, yes. So. But, but that's because Blake, man, look, Blake, man, was a guy who wanted to be a superhero. He, that was outside of his brain and his, his magnificent gadgets. He had absolutely no aptitude for being a superhero except the size of his heart. Right? That was it. Bruce Leroy, on the other hand, we are meant to be, believe has the glow and is actually why, why are you saying a so disrespectful? He, kung fu he clearly had the glow. He clearly had the like glow. he clearly had the glow. The yeah. man could only work one nunchuck, and even that not the well. The glow comes from within. In. The whole movie man. deconstructed okay. the myth of a master. That's the point of the whole movie. The man gave him the, the, the emblem to go find the master and come to find out it was a belt buckle because he was saying this was all from within. Right. Yeah. It's all there in the film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can we and continue Lynn. with Lynn. the letters, please? Lynn. Sir. Also, I have a question. Yes. How can you giggle so much about Blank Man, as silly as it is, and not find that the man's name is Eddie Arcadian, not because <laughs> he's uh, 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 oh Armenian, it's because he owns arcades. <laughs> How can you not like a movie because the character's name Eddie Arcadian because he owns arcades? Come on. Come on now. Also, Enjoy. Leroy's little brother escapes from being tied up by breakdancing. What? He breakdances out of the ropes. Come on. <laughs> but Nicole Lynn, continues. I will say, blank man, I agree with you. I thought it was very joyful. There you go. Thank, thank you, Lavetta. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan. It's because you don't, you know, you don't like kittens. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lavetta has a question for both of us to answer. And you mean Nicole? Excuse me, Nicole yes. has a question for both of us to answer and okay. Lavetta can answer as well. All right. If you could pick one black movie that you have reviewed on the show and recast it, what would the movie be? Who would be the new cast and why? I'll let you go with that. Happy November and happy early holidays to you both. Love, blessings, and grace to you two gentlemen. Thank you, Nicole. That's a um, cool question. If, If we could pick one black movie that we've reviewed and recast. My goodness. The first one that comes to my mind mm-hmm. is Blackula. I knew you were going to go to Blackula. Because we've been saying mm-hmm. up and down that Blackula needs to be actually taken seriously, mm-hmm. redone. So that would, you know, it would necessitate a recasting. Yeah. Recasting as Blackula. Ooh, who would I get? Because I don't want to go too old. There's an argument to be made that Wilbur Marshall was maybe a little bit older than you may want, considering that if you're going to remake it, you're hoping that you're going to be able to pull a franchise out mm-hmm. of it. So maybe not quite that old, but you don't want to go too young. Mm-hmm. So... 
I'm going to go with Shiza. Um, what's his name? I, I might be be uh, mispronouncing his name. Uh, is it Wyland? Wyland Noel, who was in he was in the photograph, and he was also in um, Insecure. I know who you're talking about. Very dark skinned yeah, gentleman. Yeah, I think it's like Y apostrophe. Then like a lean, why lean maybe? No, well, yeah, that works. Yeah, I, I could see him as as Blackula. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the easy one that I've been wanting for years. Uh, Eddie Murphy in the lead role in Top Five instead of Chris Rock. Mm. Eddie Murphy. Okay, I've said that the entire time. Like from the moment Top Five came out, I said. I wish Eddie Murphy was in this role instead of Chris Rock. You don't think Eddie Murphy's maybe a little old already? I think even at 60, Eddie Murphy like would would be fine in that role. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. What about what do you think, Lavetta? Well, I mean, I agree with uh <laughs> with Vincent. Uh I'm I'm a big Eddie Murphy fan. I love, love Eddie Murphy. Um, mm. but with Blackula, I would go with Yaya. Was it Yaya? I was Abdul? thinking of Yaya Abdul Mateen. Like, I think Yaya could play the hell out of Blackula. Like he was yeah. actually my first choice, but he he's he's Candyman. Right, because the Candyman oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. I love him in everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, he was actually the first person that came to my mind. Sure, like sure. in that sweet spot, maybe not too old, too too young, right? But come a Candyman, like you know, took it out of there. But I think Blackula is ripe for reinterpretation. Uh, we keep talking about it. Uh, Rodney Barnes and shout out to Rodney Barnes. Yeah, uh, has folded him into his Philadelphia. It's it's a little bit of heat in nerd world with oh, yeah? Blackula. I feel like I feel like they're going. There's going to be some Blackula movement. In the next three years. Come on, Jordan years. Peele. Come mm-hmm. on, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Come on. Yeah. yeah. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, who's the the other brother in Fences that plays the son? Oh, he's the younger son. Young, though. Yeah. The, um, I'm looking right at him. You, you know, lighter skinned guy. He was in the, the Hate You Give. I didn't see the Hate You Give. Oh, is it Russell Hornsby? Russell Hornsby. Yeah, Russell Hornsby's good. I think he might be. Yeah. He might be, and that's really even yeah. better than Yale, uh, yeah. Wyland because he might be. And he's young. never gotten the roles that he should nope. have gotten. No, yeah, nope. yeah, he's really good. He's good. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, now, see, now it's coming to me. All right. No, no, Blackula, Coleman Domingo. Coleman oh. Domingo can't go there wrong with him. There, there it is. There it is. is. Can't go Book wrong. It. I'm All there. Right. All right. All yep, day. I'm there. Do you yep. have anything to recast? I'm trying to think uh, of something that I listened to recently. I mean, other than Soul Plane, they need to remake <laughs> the whole movie. Um, <clears throat> let me try and think. Um, you know, I, I'm a big, um, 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 oh God, I'm a big fan of it. And why am I escaping? Why are names escaping me? Because I'm in Florida. Excuse me, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's the, it's the Paul Robeson fan. I'd like to re. I'd 
like somebody to remake a Paul Robeson. Uh, is it uh, The Gates? What's the one you guys reviewed? Oh, Within Our Gates. Within Our Gates. Within Our yeah. Gates. Yeah. yeah. I'd like somebody to remake a Paul Robeson uh, film and maybe that, because, you know, he's very statuesque. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a Yaya vehicle. Yeah. Um, you know, because he... I mean, he was way before his time. Like I, when I discovered who he was and I went back, I was like, how, how is this? I actually wrote a script based on an actress, like stalking him <laughs> back in the thirties because mm-hmm, he right. was just everything. They were yeah, not oh, ready yeah. for that chocolate man, that, that big, big chocolate man. They were not <laughs> ready for him in Hollywood. No, no, no. Mm. So, but yeah, within our gates, I think that would be a great one to remake. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about it, this sort of newer crop of of actors. Coleman Domingo, I think, is a tall guy, mm-hmm. like a tall kind mm-hmm. of broad. Like you don't like I'm like who's the James Earl Jones, Paul Robeson, tall, broad shouldered guy. I mean, Yaya's tall and broad. He's got the big shoulders. Yeah. He's he's leaner than Paul. I mean, everybody's leaner than Paul Robeson. (laughs) Robeson, man, that's a big dude, man. It's like Paul Robeson and John Henry. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I I don't know if we're going to get that right. That guy, no, we ain't going to get that guy anymore. You know that guy. That guy is making two million dollars an hour on an NBA court right now. Right, right. right. It's LeBron. Right, right. You know so. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. We got an yeah. email from Michael Sykes. Hey, what's up, Michael? Uh, of course. Looks like he's catching up because this one is in regards to the whacking. No, excuse me. I'm sorry. The blackening. Ah, uh, the blackening. You see what Michael did there? <laughs> I, I do. I do. He uh, says, I saw the whacking in the movies. <laughs> And let me tell you, this was so boring. Not I fan. did not hear one laugh. It wasn't packed, but it was a lot of people. I was bored. I was so bored that I, oh my God. <laughs> I was so bored. I farted in the movies just to get oh. some type of interest going on. Michael oh. is taking a turn. Um, <laughs> we don't pre-read these emails, this is, folks. We did this live. Um I was so bored. I learned the true meaning of your and you y o u apostrophe r e. I was so bored that I memorized a whole section in the dictionary on my phone, watching it again at home. Um, the guy who played the second Lionel, jumping to another topic that we <laughs> yes talked yeah, about yes. <laughs> Was horrible. I can back that up. And 30 others I know. So, Len, you are not alone. <laughs> also, Len, don't be alone. Don't be alone. I don't know how to play spades either. Okay. Yeah. Lavetta, do you know how to play spades? No, I don't. And I don't care. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to lose my black card for that because... No, you're not. Say very defensive about it. Everybody's Y'all very... should not be that upset over a card game. Simmer down. Simmer down now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, somebody gotta go get the chips, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I'm just that'll be me. Right. Just, oh, I don't want to get in a fist fight over a card game. <laughs> like... Uh Michael continues. 
Skinny Luther Vandross still has great songs, such yes. as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, are these great songs? Okay, these are right. these great. Are, are, all right, Skinny Luther, great songs. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Here and now. Yes. I actually have a here and now story. Okay. One of my dad's side hustles in the 80s is that he was a videographer. So he would video people's weddings. Okay. So all through the 80s, every black couple who got married had Here and Now as one of, of their songs. Of course. Aww. So I have a real soft spot for Here and Now because I just see a bunch of brothers like letting one thug tear come down <laughs> as they watch their brides come up the aisle. Okay. So I don't think Here and Now is a good song, but I think it's a great song. Okay. All right. How about Wait for Love? Yeah, I'm not a fan for Wait Wait for Love. Lavetta? Is that the one that goes, stop, wait for love? Mm -hmm. yes. Stop. Is that the one? Yeah. I mean, I'm Luther, skinny, fat. I like all Luther. <laughs> Luther. Luther. Mm. So. If only for one night. That's not oh, skinny Luther. Yeah, that's oh. big Luther, right? That's big sweaty Luther. Is that Luther. big? Yeah. Wait a minute, but okay. I, I have, you, you guys have to explain something to me. What's Luther big? Then he was skinny. Then he was big again. Like, well, yeah. So how do you distinguish between big and skinny Luther? Well, because he, he definitely back. had a skinny lane. Yeah, like he, he and when he was skinny, he, you know, he I helped. like his Christmas album. That was oh, skinny Luther. Yes. Was that skinny Luther? That's skinny Luther. Oh, Maybe did yes. he have a big Christmas album? Big too? Luther Christmas. You know the thing I love about the English language: you never know what kind of combinations of words you're going to get in <laughs> one sentence. Did they have a big Luther Christmas <laughs> album? You like did a Mad Libs with just words and put them together into a sentence. If I wasn't looking at you, I think you were having a stroke. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, two more Skinny Luther songs. <laughs> so amazing. That's a good. Is that Skinny? That might be Skinny Luther. I think Luther. that's Skinny Luther. That might be I Skinny I never Luther. liked So Amazing. Oh, I like So Amazing. It's so, it I don't is know if so, I know that one. It's so amazing. Amazing. Love it oh. all together. Together. Please stop doing that. You don't sound anything like Luther Vandross. I sound and exactly you like real disrespectful right now. You sound like real like this is skinny, like hungry Luther. Like this is real disrespectful. He hungry. What's the next song? It would be amazing. Don't do that. Amazing. Don't do that. Bringing me a chicken. That, okay. <laughs> oh, not okay. a chicken. Come on What's now. What's the last song? Poor Luther. This is why people get angry <laughs> with you. Yeah. This is shit right here. Um, the last one is the um, the power of love. Oh, I don't like the power of love. No, I don't like the power. You like of the power love. of love? I'm, no, I'm lukewarm on that one. That's yeah, that's like one the of the few I'm lukewarm on. So. But you know, that was that pocket like it, like where he was trying to make that pop music. Do you want to hear the power of love? Don't no, don't do that. Well, he was trying to make that pop, and that's what it, when he right. was skinny, he went pop because all right. of a sudden he right. was feeling himself and he wanted to look, move. Look, everybody wanted some of that Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson money, and I'm not mad at him. I, no, I ain't mad, but yeah, but that made good money. You know? I have a theory though about Skinny Luther. I feel like after Eddie Murphy made that joke mm. up in uh, Trading Places, <laughs> you're a big Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, that's not so. a bad theory. 
Not at all. I feel like he that that hurt his feelings. And then he it is always fascinating what hits. Like I saw, um, is that CC uh, Peniston who has a la da di da 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 da? No, that's Crystal Waters. Crystal yeah. Waters. Crystal Waters talks about that um in Living Color skit about her. Oh, really? And how that really, really? you know, like like, like she felt disrespected. Yeah. Well, like you never know. You never know how it's going to hit people, you know? Yeah, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but but Lynn and I are offline over the past couple of weeks we're talking about the Millie Vanilli documentary. And and it's it's fascinating like who knew what when. And mm. and you know, I've always said that like black people clocked Millie Vanilli right from the door. Early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm you know what? I'm not even going to say right from the door, but early. And yeah. in living color, and I've seen stuff with um, with interviews with with I think it's Rob who's still alive, mm-hmm. where he talks about that in living color skit where Damon and Keenan yes were making fun of them and saying you know I have this really in indecipherable accent when I talk, but somehow when I rap, blah blah blah, and they were like, oh they they they've seen it so. You might be right about the skinny Luther and yeah. Eddie Murphy joke. Michael has two other points. Okay. Tyrese. Tyrese. The singer yes. mm-hmm. Tyrese. Does not make middling R&B music. I mean, okay. According to Michael Sykes, he makes great music along with Tank. <laughs> uh, 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 no. It's... Is that what we're doing, Michael? Tank and Tyrese, huh? No. <laughs> Great music. I, I don't I don't know if that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, what Michael did. He has tanked his segment here <laughs> on the Michelle Mission. <laughs> we'll take a break from the Michael look, Sykes segment of this look, of, the, of the podcast look, until the new look, year. Every look that'll every, recharge his look, batteries. Everything don't have to be for everybody. So if if you like the music. And it ain't just because Tank is fine. Right, right. It's objectively better Tank Bear, keep doing them push-ups. I know that. (laughs) I don't believe he went there. I was like, yo, dog. I'd I'd give him Jaheim, but like Tank? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can't go there. Can't go there. All right. All right. That has been our missives from the missionaries, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you. If you want to have your thoughts heard, if you want to take over the Michael Sykes portion of the show, (laughs) feel free to email us at michellemission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. Before we continue on with the show, uh, Lavetta Cannon is here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to help us sit down and dissect, deliver us from Eva, mm-hmm. the adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew by mm. William Shakespeare, tonight's installment of The Bards of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. As you heard at the top of the show, Lavetta is the co-host of the Notorious Women's Podcast, which you can find everywhere else that you find podcasts. I invite you, while you are looking for that fantastic podcast that are about some notorious women, some of them, some of them very good, 
according to Lavetta, most of them pretty sketchy. Heroic or horrific. You be the judge. <laughs> but while you're looking for that, I invite you to check out another brand new podcast that is hitting the airwaves just this week that is being brought to you by Push Black. It is a true crime podcast as well, Lavetta. I know you're a lover of true mm -hmm. crime podcasts. It is a true crime narrative podcast that talks about a true story from the summer of 1963 in Georgia when 15 black girls went missing from a protest and were missing for a total of 45 days with no one knowing what happened to them. This is a new five-part podcast series that I am proud to say that I am one of the producers on that is available wherever you find podcasts, The Stolen Girls of Americus. This took place back in Americus, Georgia in 1963. The Stolen Girls of Americus, new five-part true crime narrative podcast Available wherever you find podcasts right now. I invite you to please go check it out. Give us a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you like about this show. It's a fantastic story. A lot of people don't know this story. Yeah, yeah. We're bringing it to light, and it, it, it was a joy to work on it for the past year. Excellent. All five episodes live? We have two episodes that are live, and then the subsequent episodes will be released on a weekly basis. Excellent. How long are the episodes? Episodes uh, range from the length of 35 minutes to 50 minutes. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's Fantastic. A lot of fun. And I, uh, like I said, I was one of the producers on the, on the show. It was a, a joy to work on, and they... Even wrote me to be one of the voices on the show. Fantastic. Ooh, Congratulations. Yeah, shine me up. Yeah, yeah. Shine so, me so up. Yes. Check it out. Check it out. The Stolen Girls of Americas. And you can also go to the Stolen Girls, uh, excuse me, Stolen Girls of Americas.com where you can uh, find out more information about the show and about Push Black. Philadelphia, um, not Philadelphia, Ooh. the nations. That's the, right. The, the nation's leading nonprofit media organization uh striving for black liberation uh all over all excellent right? okay well done well thank you all right yeah we and i have one question yes. when is the movie being made or the series <laughs> uh when can we get this i know from your mm -hmm. lips let's yes. let's get the podcast popping first and uh yeah we'll, yeah yeah we'll yeah. see what happens smart see, yeah. see that that's the producer talking. that's right that's yeah. the producer that's right. talking she's like let me hit Len on the side. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. We will talk, Levada. We could talk. But yes. first. But first. It is time for the top five. Top five. Top five. Who's your top five? Top five, ladies and gentlemen, where I come up with a cool list and Vincent and Lavetta and Lavetta will give us their scintillating commentary on it. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, you know me. I love a theme. Love a theme. We are talking about a film, Deliver Us from Eva, which stars Gabrielle Union. Yes, sir. And LL Cool J. Yes. 
two huge celebrities mm-hmm. who one might think would go very well together. You would think. We shall find out. We shall. In our review. But the eyeball test, as I looked at all of the posters promoting Deliver Us from Eva, mm-hmm. led me to believe that, mm, I don't know if I would have put the two of them together. Interesting. As as leads in a film. Okay. I don't know if I would have done that. This is still fairly young in Gabrielle Union's yes. um, career, but LL, of course, a hip-hop star for... Of, of note for quite some time. An icon. An icon. But by 2003, when Deliver Us from Eva comes out, has already made a name for himself as an actor. Yeah. On television yeah. and in the movies. Yeah, like the hat is completely gone. Yeah, right. Like that's right. how you know you're pretty far along in LL's <laughs> acting career. All right. Exactly. So I don't know if they necessarily have the chemistry that I would want for leading my film. Okay. But it got me to thinking about other times when the chemistry maybe was just not right. Okay. In black rom-coms. It was not a perfect combination. Not at all. It was not love plus you and me. (laughs) You know, someplace our dear friend Toya is throwing something at the TV. Anyway... (laughs) So that got me thinking of the top five chemistry underloads. Okay. All right. Times when the chemistry was perhaps off. Okay. All right. See whether or not you and Lavetta agree with me. It's interesting because off the top of my head, I can think about at least once LL could show up again. You know what? I didn't want to pick on anyone that we were. That was actually. Right. So I didn't pick on LL or Gabrielle Union. Okay. All right. Okay. But at number five, Mm -hmm. I do have a movie that we did pick apart. Mm -hmm. And this was Halle Berry Mm -hmm. and Joseph C. Phillips from 1991, (laughs) Strictly Business. Right, right, right. Um, Which was a film which saw Joseph C. Phillips as Wayman, who has a a great job in real estate, but he's also trapped in a loveless long-term relationship until he meets Natalie, played mm-hmm. by Halle Berry, a beautiful club-hopping hipster, and quick, quickly falls in love and seeks the help of his friend Bobby, played by Tommy Davidson, to uh, help him um, win Halle Berry's heart. This is a, a combination that was DOA. Yeah. Dead on arrival. <laughs> yeah. And now, and this is very young in Halle Berry's career. Maybe her first, first like starring role. Yeah. starring role. Yeah. Joseph C. Phillips, they're trying to position, see whether or not they can make this positioning with him. Does he have the chops to be at least a rom-com leading man? Sure. Then he's sure. not going to be James Bond. Tall, good-looking guy. Tall, good-looking man. Seems like we should at least, you know. See what happens. Right. Give him a a, a funny guy to bounce off of and Tommy yeah. Davidson. Right. And Matt and let them, you know, the sparks fly. Right. The sparks never left the left the chamber. Yeah. 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 It's 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 a shame. I may, I don't know, I'm probably in, in a small group of people. I liked him on the Cosby show. 
Really? I liked I liked the way he and Lisa Bonet bounced off of each other. Well, okay, maybe because, but that's because Lisa Bonet is so far the other end. And it may be because Lisa Bonet had the energy. And like you said, Halle Berry is so young and so inexperienced in this role that she couldn't pick up the the difference, right? that someone like Lisa Bonet could pick up. But yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's, it's a bad pairing. What about you? Have, yeah. Are you a fan of Strictly Business, Lavetta? Yeah, I I agree. I think that the problem with him is that he obviously someone was looking for a Sydney Portier type mm-hmm. that they could make into rom coms, and he has the looks and the, but he doesn't have that that it factor, that charm that Sydney Portier had. Yeah, you know, it's because uh, even in other things I've seen him in, he just does it. Other than the Cosby Show, I liked him in the Cosby Show too, but. He just it, it 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 takes a specific kind of skill to do rom coms. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can do them. So no, yeah. and, and and I think with Sidney Poitier, what people never acknowledge is that there's a real sort of dancer's grace to Sidney Poitier. Yeah, you always where, talk about that. Where where I think people kind of mm-hmm. think Sidney Poitier and they think of him as this static figure, like you know, okay, good looking guy in a suit. But the secret of Sidney Poitier is his movements. And we never, like, no one ever talks about that. So, again, with Joseph C. Phillip, tall, good-looking guy in a suit, he can be a Sidney Poitier type. Yeah. But he, like you said, the charisma, the the physicality is just not there. I think that's the same problem with Boris Kojo. Because Boris Kojo, same, yeah. He's got the look, he's got the height, but there's just, it's, Nothing, yeah, it's nothing there, and and there's absolutely zero movement, yeah, from yeah. him, the yeah. zero grace that shows from the man, yeah, you know, and in, and it's it's interesting. It could be because Boris is German. That could German people are not there, born there. right, like, right. But I also think that you're right, Vince. I think that people forget Sidney Poitier had a whole career on the stage. You know, and back mm-hmm. then with the Negro Ensemble Theater, like you studied movement, you studied your craft. Uh, before you made it out to Hollywood. But he also, I mean, he had the it factor too, you know? Yeah. He, um, I think he he found success in movies because he sort of played the safe, uh, handsome, you know? I always say that the difference between Sidney Poitier and um, uh, the guy that you hate... Uh, Harry Belafonte. Lynn, Harry Belafonte, is that Harry Belafonte had sex appeal. Yes. Yeah. But yes, he didn't he did. have the grace that Sidney Poitier had. And I think that's the big difference. But yeah, I mean, you try. I, 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 well, who's the white actor that has been canceled that was in The Lone Ranger? Um, oh, Army Hammer. In, yeah, very handsome. Mm-hmm. Even for a yep. black woman, I'm like, wow. But they tried to make him a thing. He just does not have the charisma that, nope. you know, Hugh Jackman has. He just doesn't mm-hmm. have it. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah 100%. Absolutely right. And I never understood why they were bigging them up like that, you know, because I didn't see it. I right. didn't see it. Um, but you do make a good point about the the uh, German thing with with bars. That, that's yeah. probably something I should keep in mind when mm-hmm. thinking about the man. So thank you, Lavetta. All right. Number th- four. Four. Number four. Uh, we're going to stay in the filmography of one Tommy Davidson. Okay. We move ahead seven years. Okay. To his pairing with Jada Pinkett Smith in Woo from 1998. 
Now, this is um, what Lipstick Alley had to say about woo. (laughs) That's quite a source. It falls into the category (laughs) of when terrible movies happen to decent actors. Jada Pickett Smith starred as a beautiful woman who could bring any man to his knees with a bat of her eyelash, yet she couldn't keep a man if the world depended on it. Somehow, the geeky Tommy Davison scores Mm -hmm. a date with Wu and things go crazy. His friends follow them around New York City like the ultimate D-blockers. And did we forget to mention that Wu's friend is dating a dude who has a sexual fetish for chicken. So Wu is... Wu is not a good movie. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Wu. Really? I, I sat through Wu. I'm pretty, I, I know I sat through it when, it when it first came out and probably watched it at least one other time on like cable TV. You've seen Wu twice. But when it comes on cable TV, it is like, oh, it's Wu. It's Tommy Davis. Said no one ever. <laughs> It's Tommy Davidson. Tommy <laughs> Davidson, when at the height of Tommy Davidson, uh-huh. and, I, and I'm a Tommy Davidson fan. Okay, uh, becoming a bit of a Jada Pinkett fan. Mm-hmm. That's why I went to the movies, and then it comes out on cable. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, send watch Woo. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's 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 not. It's not good. It's not good at all. No, no, no. But you didn't get that from the movies. Well, and then you saw it on. Well, it's I, like the old joke. This food is terrible. And such small portions. Well, <laughs> like what? Are you, what are the decisions that you are making with your own life? I mean, look, I gave it a chance, and then I gave it another chance. He gave it another. He thought maybe it was going to be a different movie. Sometimes things play different. Sometimes play different. at home. Maybe you missed some of the nuance of Tommy Davidson and Jada Pinkett. In the man with a sexual fetish for chicken. Lavetta, have you? <laughs> I I don't remember watching it, but I remember it being terrible. Uh, and I remember it, it. It was so terrible. She didn't even see it and she knew it was terrible. It's like I an, just, like I an was ancestral like, memory. Because I like Jada Pinkett too. I, I, sure. uh, ever since she was on A Different World, I like her. And I remember thinking, this is why, why, why? So I mean, I mean, you figure I, I can understand the making of the movie. Jada Pinkett, they're trying to, you know, she's trying to sure. raise her raise her profile. Tommy Davidson is one of the leading comedians of the time. Sure. Um, so I understand the making of the movie. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Never would I see Tommy Davidson and Jada Pinkett and see chemistry. Sure. You know what? Maybe At you should watch it a thing. third time. <laughs> you know, I will have to. I was about to say it. <laughs> I'm I'm talking myself into a corner right now, aren't I? <laughs> you know, just for that, I- <laughs> not only will I be watching it in January or February. Yeah. That might be good good February for for, for sure, love month. Sure, sure. Not only that. I'm going to book LaVetta for that show Look, so that she can no, watch it too. Uh-oh. Now, why am I in it? <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. what's number three? <laughs> Notorious women coming up in this joint causing on top of trouble. Number three from 2010. Okay, recent. Well, I guess it's not that recent, 13 know, years ago. Right? That is crazy. I know. <laughs> I, I, who would have thought... Deliver Us From Evil is 20 years old. I know. Yeah. 
I know. Anyway, I it. from 2010, this is a film that we have reviewed and we commented on the lack of chemistry here. Okay. Queen Latifah and Common <laughs> in Just Right. Now, because we've talked about that already, Lavetta, yeah. what are your thoughts on the combination of Queen Latifah and Common in the sports rom-com Just Right? Awkward. Just watching it, I was like, what is happening? Why is this not working? Like, Queen Latifah. You got Queen Latifah. You got Common, who women love, right? You're like, you got that, you got that Chicago voice. It's terrible. Uh, good impersonation, but and watching it, I was just like, "Why? What happened between scenes? They have no chemistry. It's very awkward. Very. It's painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. We are adults, all three of us, and and you know, adults of you know, like I think our school experience was different than the school experience of kids now." where we're much more sensitive to things and people. But we were all kids in a classroom when that teacher made that one kid read out loud. (laughs) That Uh Uh shouldn't have been reading out loud. And it made all of us uncomfortable. And you felt like the teacher was being cruel by making that kid read out loud. Common is that kid in just right where I feel like a cruel teacher cast him and made him read the script. He is so terrible in that movie. I felt bad for common. (laughs) Now there's a point where somebody pipes up and says, common's gotten better. Oh wait, that's usually you. Well, he stays I in mean, his lane now. Oh, my in, God. In their defense, this was what? When did this come out? 2010. Lavetta, you said it. Lavetta said it. <laughs> Queen Latifah is great. She has charisma. She's just that and the other. And Common is handsome. <laughs> Ladies love him. I was like, yeah. That brother not rapping. He shouldn't be talking that much. <laughs> great MC. Yeah. Great MC. Yep. Great MC. Yep. One of my favorites. Yep. Ooh, talking now. Ooh. Not everyone's Tupac and most deaf. <laughs> they can't all be Tupac and most deaf. No. They or can't. Will Smith. Or like, Will they Smith. They can't. Nope. Or Cleavon Little. <laughs> Cleavon or Little. Or Lawrence Jacob Hilton. <laughs> or. Go to Cleavon Little. Or Omar Gooding. You mean Cuba? No, I mean even his little brother. Yeah, Omar. Some people aren't Omar Gooding. Or Dervell Martin. Or Or. Dervell Martin. Guess we won't be inviting Common to be a guest on the Michelle Mission anytime soon. Dude, I love Common. Me too. I do. I I do. I do. You just said it. Like water for chocolate is without hyperbole one of my favorite albums mm. not hip-hop albums albums i just don't think that brother's ministry is is acting okay no 
All I right. agree. All right. Let's keep it moving. Number yes. two. All right. Number two. This may be a, a bit controversial. Okay. Because all, on the whole, this is not a bad fit, but I think it's just in the wrong movie. Okay. And this is fairly recent. It's from 2020. It's Issa Rae mm -hmm. and Lakeith Stanfield mm -hmm. in The Photograph, mm -hmm. which is a good movie. It's okay. It's, it's okay movie. It's a solid it's, film. It's, it's, it's solid. It's a, it's a solid film. And it's about basically their romance that, that sparks as the two of them from different ends are doing... The, more or less like an investigation in, in, into this history mm -hmm. of a photograph of Issa Rae's character's mother. Yeah. But the problem is that the backstory of the mother, because which we see in flashbacks and her relationship with um, the quote unquote love of her life. Um, Yelan. It's played by that actor. Yeah, yeah which is played them. by yeah. Yolande. Yolande, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yolande yeah. Noel plays plays uh, young Isaac Jefferson, and the Ashante Adams plays Christina Eames, Issa Rae's mother, mm -hmm. in the flashback. Yeah, that romance. That's the story. That's the story, I and that's the chemistry because it is. It is bleeding off the screen to the degree that Lakeith and Issa, who actually have familiarity because mm -hmm. of working together before, it 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 never percolates. It's a never allowed really to percolate Look, on screen. I was I was just joking about Common being very good in certain spaces mm -hmm. and awkward in others. Issa Ray is so po-faced. In the photograph, there is no joy. There is no humor. Like the things that make Issa Rae pop, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, her personality and everything like like it's just so kind of, you you know, like like romantic lead. Yeah. Yeah. That she just uh, it's it's just so awkward. You know what you you get the impression? Which, we just kind of find out what's her thing. Awkward black girl. But right. Yeah. I, I get the impression and I, I'm. Definitely want to hear Lavetta's spin on this. I got the impression watching that watching that movie that one, it was filmed almost you know during hiatus of Insecure, mm -hmm. and that she is working hard to try and find a character that's not her sure. and Insecure. Sure, because let's face it, she she went from awkward black girl, which was pretty much her being her, mm -hmm. to then Insecure. So now she's acting a little bit, but it's still her being her. Mm -hmm. But she's honing her acting, and now I I almost got the sense she's trying to find a character that is finally outside of herself. Yeah, you know, and maybe just by virtue of the script not given the space to fully develop it into yeah. something really interest interesting. That's that was my read on it because I because I'm a fan of both of them. I'm a oh, fan. absolutely. I'm but curious about your read on that, uh Lavetta. No, I I agree with you. Um oh, I sound a little weird. How's that? Is that, that Because okay? you said you agree okay. with me? Yes, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. 
I think sometimes with actors, what they do is they think, oh, this should be pensive. Right. She was going for mm-hmm. a pensive performance. Um, and because she has good chemistry with the guy who played Lawrence on the show. They had mm-hmm. great oh, chemistry. Yeah. And Lakeith surprised me. I was not like I like him as an actor, but women are like, oh, my God, you're so hot. I'm like, I don't see that with Lakeith. But in this performance, I was like, oh, he's actually but he has a lot more experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. As a lead. And I think he I, I agree with both of you, actually, that she was sort of she felt awkward to me, actually, because I think she was going for a pensive, quote unquote, pensive performance. Right. Um, and it's a shame, too, because I, I did think it was a solid movie, but I think it suffered from the performance, the chemistry, the lack of chemistry between the two. So, yeah. 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 There you go. All right. And number one, number one, which is in our chemistry underload. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one couldn't help but be number one, because I think ultimately. The producers agreed with us because they set this couple up and then they proceeded to tear them down over the course of the projects. And that was Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs in the best man universe. (laughs) A couple that was fated for disaster from the beginning of them coming together. So, So here's a question though. Do you think I'm trying to figure out is this a case of the tail wagging the dog? Do you think when they cast the best man, mm-hmm. they didn't <laughs> think that like like Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs had chemistry, and then as time went on, you know, it develops into what happens in the um in the series. So do I think that they didn't think they right? Did? Like, do you think it was deliberate to set them up like this? Well, I do think that. I do think that from the best man. As icky as it is, I think you're supposed to kind of be rooting for Tay Diggs and Nia Long, right? Yeah. To get together, that's the chemistry, yeah. right? So I think yeah. you're, and so because of that, I think. That and and let's be fair, they probably also are casting this as a a one and done movie. They're not right. thinking it's going to be anything right. more. Mm-hmm. So they're casting Sanaa Lathan in basically the thankless role as right. not Nia Long, but hey, we're going to throw you a carrot because he's going to turn to you at the end and say, "Oh well, do you want to get married?" Because that's essentially what happens in that. And movie. they do have chemistry in Brown Sugar. Oh yeah. They do yeah. have chemistry in brown sugar. Yeah. But it's I think it was not... deliberate. I think it's deliberate. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, I agree because I think Harper is the worst fictional character in fiction. Yes. Is he worse than Iago from Othello? <laughs> Iago has a le- Iago has a legitimate beef. Harper is just a terrible human being. <laughs> So, yeah, he's worse than Iago. Don't get me started on Harper. Yeah, Harper is, is just a terrible human being. And we all just let it slide because it's Tay Diggs playing him. How do you feel about that, Lavetta? Not me. I I agree with you. I'm like, you, 
you wrote about this and then think your friends are going to find out about it? And like, you know, but I also think that Morris Chestnut's character is pretty terrible, too. Yes, I do, too. (laughs) He's pretty terrible. He does, but he has a redemption. He was young and, you know. Yeah, but I'm tired of this, like, you need to ride with me and earn my love while I treat you like crap. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, I'm not, like uh, there's a lot of those movies from the nineties that I'm like, even then I was like, what is this? No, no. You know, so. But he was in his twenties and okay. he matured and he got better. Whereas Harper <laughs> in best man holiday is a terrible human being who takes advantage of Mia dying to try and get this book deal. Harper in his forties and fifties and the best man, the final chapters again and again is a, like he's a terrible person. This is not just youthful indiscretion. And he's a terrible person who hides behind. You don't see him coming. That's true. And these are the kind of guys that women have to deal with. Like, you don't see that guy coming because they tell you to look out for this guy, the player. Da, 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 da. And sometimes it's those those ones that look like nerdy and, da, 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 and those are the ones that you don't see coming. Look, and speak, that's uh, though I agree with you completely. He's terrible. He's a terrible. Speaking of insecure and I'm 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 the biggest fan of the writing on insecure. There is a moment in insecure when Lawrence is dating that other girl and that girl says, you're a fuck boy, but you're worse than a fuck boy. You're a fuck boy that thinks you're a nice guy. And I yep. said, wow, Issa Rae yep. is right. Like they are writing right now. Yep. And every Harper. woman in that, in that writing room had that experience. You're mm-hmm. like, Oh, <laughs> this is who you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. All right. And any chance I get to talk about how terrible Harper is. Is always a good day. <laughs> I teed you up, my friend. <laughs> Black Star Signature Podcast, Many Lumens, hosted by me, Maori Carmel Holmes, is back with all new episodes featuring groundbreaking artists, change makers, and cultural workers. Join us as we find meaning in the intersections of art, social change, and popular culture. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast or at manylumens.com. That has been the top five, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It is now time for the Game of Kings. The Game of Kings. Where we will all, including Lavetta, <laughs> sit back and be amazed. Easy. At the skill. Ooh, that's a, one Vincent That's Williams. a strong word right there. That's the Degrees of Derville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where I will give Vincent an actor and he will have six movies or less <laughs> to connect this actor to that 70s walking chemistry set, if you will. Had chemistry with himself. Not going to touch that. <laughs> Derville Martin. That's not what he said. <laughs> and... <laughs> For tonight's Six Degrees of Durville, Martin Vincent has a lifeline in our very special guest, Lavetta Cannon All of right. the Notorious Women podcast. Are you ready, Lavetta? Yes. Oh, yes. All right. All right. 
Keeping it in theme. Thematic. In, in the chemistry theme. Okay. These are famous chemists from the movies. Famous chemists from the movies. Yes. I like it. Oh. So starting with number one. Number one. Perhaps the most famous chemist from the movie. Okay. From 1963's The Nutty Professor. One Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Oh, <laughs> Sweet Haven. All right. How do I want to get to Jerry? I'm curious. How how familiar are you with the filmography of Jerry Lewis? I'm very familiar. Okay. okay. Very, yeah. All right. Hey, you know, I, you know, I love Jerry Lewis. I actually love Jerry Lewis. Okay. Hey, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, look, man, the easiest way to get to Jerry Lewis is, of course, um, I know which movie you're going to use. Which movie? That you want to uh, land one? Yeah. I would imagine it's probably the King of Comedy. The King of Comedy is is a good one because then you just go right through De Niro. Right. But we're going to keep it, keep it hip cat. And we'll just say that Dervo Martin is in um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. With Sidney Poitier. Mm -hmm. Sidney Poitier is, of course, in Porgy and Bess with Sammy Davis Jr. Yes. Who is in, uh, you know what? Let's do, uh, is he in Sergeant's 3? With Dean Sammy Martin? Davis is, I don't think he's in Sergeant's 3. He's not in Sergeant's yeah, 3. I think that's just Frank and Dean. That's Frank and Dean. Then let's do Robin and the Seven Hoods. Okay. Let's do Robin and the Seven Hoods. We could also do Cannonball Run 2 okay. with Dean Martin. And then Dean Martin is, of course, ah, in... Take your pick. Take your pick. But you yeah. need to name one. I need to name one with Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Since you love them. I do love them. Of course, now I can't think of any of the actual names of the movies. I want exact title. Oh, that's funny because the Jerry Lewis movies that I love are not the ones Dean with Martin's D not in it. How about that? <laughs> okay. In that case, I'll go. Um, oh, that is really funny. I cannot think think of the name of a Jerry Lewis Dean Martin movie. But what are the Jerry Lewis movies that are coming to your mind? Besides, we mentioned the King of Comedy, right? Right, like uh, Nutty Professor. Professor, and uh, this was the joint where he's the the little girl's guardian and plays all the different people. Oh, that's um, is that who's minding the store? No, that's not who's minding. Who's minding the store? The Family Jewels, I think. That's oh, that is the Family Jewels. I love that. Nobody really likes Family Jewels. Give me one so we can keep going. Uh, well, the first one is my my friend Irma. Okay, sure, my friend Irma. Or you could have went with the Sad Sack. Okay. Oh no, no, excuse me. It, um, we're doing the um, the Dean Martin movies. Could have went with uh, the Stooge. Probably the Stooge. Or the other. Famous one, a good one was Artists and Models. Not a bad one either. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, they did a, they did a, quite a number. Yeah, yeah, quite a number. Yeah, you did good. I mean, well, you, you, go. you knew where, where to go. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I figured that might stump you yeah. once you got to Dean Martin. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that, that's cool. Very good. Yeah. All right, Vince. All right. The next 
chemist. And you didn't even have to use your lifeline. I didn't. So I have two lifelines. But you only, it's only Lavetta. It's only one. All right, go ahead. All right. It's only one Lavetta. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I was I just asked her twice. <laughs> <laughs> this is another famous chemist. Famous famous chemist. From from the movies. Okay. Um known as a chemist. He starred in I wanna make sure I get the name of the of the film correct. Mm-hmm. Uh yes. From 1961. 1961. We're back two more years. All right, who we got? As he was the star of The Absent-Minded Professor. Uh-huh. One Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray. Now, see, see okay. <sighs> Fred McMurray is tough. Yeah, you're going to have to do some gymnastics on this one, my friend. But I could get you there real quick. Did Fred McMurray play Herman Munster? No. <laughs> you, no. You were joking. No, he didn't. Yes, no, he didn't. Never. Is Fred McMurray the judge in My Cousin Vinny? No, that's Herman Munster. That's Herman Munster again. <laughs> that's Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. All right. What you think, Lavetta? What, what you got? Oh, God. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at my old movies. Fred McMurray. Uh, <coughs> let's see. Fred McMurray plays horribly. No, no, he actually is great against type in one of my favorite movies of all time. Right? Because is he in a Hitchcock movie as a as no. a killer? No, no, no. You're thinking of him as a killer in a movie, but it's not a Hitchcock movie. It, but it oh. is. A, it is a classic. A murder movie. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of Double Indemnity. It's not Hitchcock. That's not Hitchcock. And then, um, hell, who else is in Double? Is that Grace Kelly? No, she she's not. It's it's too old. It's another also, famous blonde, though. Also, yeah, who's the blonde in that? Barbara Stanwyck. Barbara. Stanwick. There's another huge star in that film, but you probably, that's probably not going to help you. Who's the other huge star? Edward G. Robinson. That may help you. Edward G. Robinson. If you think of another uh, 70s movie that you, I know you love that he was in. Wait. No. No. It's Edward G. Robinson in Soiling Green. There you go. There mm -hmm. it is. There it is. Okay. Well then, we'll, we'll we'll have um, we'll have a little fun then, because Derville Martin is again in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier, but Sidney Poitier is in Uptown Uptown Saturday Night with Rosalind Cash, right? Rosalind Cash is in Omega Man with Charlton Heston, who is in Soylent Green. With Edward G. Robinson, who's in, you got to say it. Oh, double indemnity. Indemnity. Indemnity with Fred, um, Fred, Fred, McMurray. Fred McMurray. I was so excited because I got to do two of my Charlton Heston movies yeah, I, I, from the 70s. Yeah. You're in your bag now. I am. You're happy. <laughs> the The quicker way to go there uh -huh. would have been uh, Derville in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier, who's in... Um, 
Oh, shit. The Defiant Ones with Tony Curtis. Curtis. Okay. Who's in Some Like It Hot with Hot. Jack Lemon? Yeah. Okay. Who was in The Apartment with Fred McMurray? The Apartment with, boy, that's yeah. your movie right there. Oh, dude. That is your movie right there. You. You you love you and the apartment should get married. The apartment is one of the best movies of I, all. Oh, I know time. you. It's you true. love your apartment. It's yep, it's one of the best movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it. I haven't, and you've been telling me to watch it for years. Yes, oh, like literally it, it, for it, years. I, it always. I saw comes it in up. college. It blew my mind. Yeah, it was when I was going down my rabbit hole of films. Yeah, it's Billy Wilder, wow. right? Billy Wilder. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it still holds up. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. It still holds up. I watch that movie every year. It's not like Mickey Rooney playing an Asian no, man no, at all. No. no. That's not Mickey Rooney. No. Yeah, like some tape and he's taping his eyes. No. On the, no Mickey no. Rooney. No. No Mickey Rooney. All right. No. No. You're right. being real slick now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You said it holds up, but you know, always got you always got to be on the lookout for Mickey Rooney. All right. But no. <laughs> playing an Asian man. <laughs> You know, Marlon Brando played an Asian man, too. In what? Marlon Brando also, for some reason in the movie Sayonara, has a terrible, terrible Southern accent. I don't know why. Why he shows up with a Southern accent. Why? Why? That's true. That's true. Is it as egregious as John Wayne playing Genghis Genghis Khan? Khan. (laughs) I knew you you were going to go there. We as the Huns got to take over this territory. But is that any more egregious than Laurence Olivier playing Othello? I mean, look, Sidney Poitier was too busy playing a, a moor in the long ships with that wig <laughs> on, so. Oh God. <laughs> all right, let's get this. All right. The point is, what the hell was going on in Hollywood? <laughs> it's called the Hayes Code. <laughs> How about- Non-white people can't be on screen with white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. real talk. That's real. That's real movie history right there. <laughs> there you go. We both jangling, and you bringing up real history. <laughs> both jangling. I just saw one with uh, uh, Betty Davis, who I love, and boy, there's a white lady in there doing yellow face, and I was like, "What am mm. I watching? <laughs> what am I watching?" Well, it's funny because we talked we we talked uh, a few years ago about the first um, imitation of life, mm-hmm. where poor um, what's our girl's name? Um, uh, not the Frida. daughter. Uh, it's played by uh, uh, well, Freddie Washington played it in the thirties. Yes, right? Freddie Washington. Yeah, this Freddie Washington. Yeah, poor yeah, Freddie yeah, yeah. Washington. They have to keep her on the side of the room because mm-hmm. they can't let that colored girl too close to the white actors. Nope. So she's just frustrated the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Th- that's about her. Yeah. That's about her. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. That was Six Degrees of Derville Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Now it is time for the reason you are here. Yes. As Lavetta Cannon from the Notorious Women podcast helps us break down and possibly delivers us from Eva. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Uh-huh. 
He's really fine, Ava. I'm not impressed by that. Much? Get ready for the sexiest comedy of the year. Body movement is my specialty. Hey, girl, I want to rock your world. LL Cool J. I totally respect your mind and your spirit. Gabrielle Union. What about my body? I'll do anything to it you want me to. Did I hurt you? Yes, but I like you. Deliver us from Eva. Deliver us from Eva. A 2003 romantic comedy starring LL Cool J and Gabrielle Union revolving around LL's character Ray being paid to date a troublesome young woman named Eva by Gabrielle Union. It is considered by many as a modern update of William Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew and also stars Essend Atkins, Dwayne Martin, Mel Jackson, Megan Good, um, and Robin Lee, and one D'Artagnan Edmonds mm-hmm. in a film directed by Gary Hardwick and selected by our guest, Lavetta Cannon, for this stop on the Michelle mission. Lavetta, what say you of Deliver Us from Eva? Well, I, I remember... I've always liked this film. And I remember when I got it on video, DVD, when I rented it from an an old school video store. And one of the reasons I picked this film is because I love an old school rom-com. Like Pillow Mm -hmm. Talk is the altar at which I kneel. That is my jam, Pillow Talk. Um, And so anything that has like a a uptight career woman versus an oversexed heel of a man... (laughs) I'm there. Right. And this is what this movie promised. Deliver us from Eva. Also that it's it's loosely based on the taming of the shrew by Shakespeare. You know, I was intrigued. You know, I love 10 Things I Hate About You, which was also an adaptation uh, that came out uh, a few years earlier than this film. So I thought. And Shakespeare adaptation with black people in it. Sign me up. Right. Right. I'm all into this. Right. And also, I mean, I love LL Cool J and I love Gabrielle Union both. And I just, I mean, I'm a sucker for this kind of, this rom-coms, particularly the ones from the late 90s to the mid 2000s, like The Wedding Planner, Monster-in-Law, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, What Women Want, Mm -hmm. you know, is that sort of like aspirational, uh, like Pillow Talk, The Woman Has a Fabulous Job. You know, she's going to, you know, they hate each other. Then they come together. They fall in love. That kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not real, but I love it. Um, And and just so so, people that are looking it up to let them know, Pillow Talk, isn't that Doris Day and Rock Hudson? That's Doris Day and Rock Hudson. That's right. right. It's one of my favorite, favorite. There's some stuff that doesn't age that well, but it is their chemistry is off the chain. It's like, you know, it's sort of like His Girl Friday, you know, right. mm-hmm. uh, Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell. It's that mm-hmm. it's, it's that kind of like chemistry It's classic. So, you know, and I feel like in the late 90s, early 2000s, with the advent of uh, probably the Julia Roberts um, rom-com like ilk, I think. And then J-Lo had her own lane and. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Heigl later on. So it's just like, you know, career woman, aspirational. They live in apartments that you don't know how they can afford these apartments, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So with Black people, I'm like, sign me up. And then it's it's loosely based on Shakespeare. Now, let me just preface this by saying I've always liked this film. So. <laughs> so be nice. Going Lynn. back. 
knowing that I'm, I had to do it for the show, going back, I had to watch it with a critical eye. Mm-hmm. And many years later from when it has come out, like, what, what did we say? It's 20 years old now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 20 years old. So came out 2003. So now what I did like about it, I love the opening scene. Okay. That, you know, you're all, I need to get by. I thought that was so cute and clever. And I didn't remember that from the first time I watched it until I watched it recently. And I thought, oh, this is so cute. Um, Gabrielle Union is so beautiful. Oh okay. My God. She's flawless. We've she established she's looks, a vampire. Ridiculous. She, yeah. She pretty much looks the same. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. And I think this is her first lead, like yes, real it lead. Is. Um, so I like that. She, I also like that she's chocolate. People forget that Gabrielle Union is a chocolate sister, but chocolate girls like me and us chocolate girls don't miss out on that, that Um, she, I've actually never for one moment forgotten that Gabrielle Union is chocolate. She's chocolate. She's milk chocolate. She's chocolate. Like she, and you rarely, even with black rom-coms, you rarely see a chocolate girl being Mm -hmm. the lead and the object of desire. Yeah. But not only just desire. What I love about it is that she's the object of um, adoration. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just sexual desire, but she's put up on a pedestal in a way that many black women and particularly chocolate black women do not. You don't get to see them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that position. Now, um, Kim Whitley is a national treasure. Yes. She <laughs> had a lock on oversexed, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Slightly older, but not quite middle-aged black women mm-hmm. during this time. Like, you know, was it Friday? Next Friday? She, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's she's hilarious. And also shout out to Royale at, uh, Watkins, who yes. plays those two together. I could watch a whole film with just those two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was really cute. I love that. Uh, I also liked Mel Jackson, the guy who played Yeah. Tim. Oh, yeah. I thought he and Essence had the... Uh, like great chemistry. Amen. I thought that he was great. I always liked him on Living. Is it Living Single? He was on. Yeah. Um. Now he should have been in that movie instead of Common because he and Queen Latifah got great chemistry. But um, it it was Queen Latifah or was it Kim Fields? He had the. That was Queen. Latifah, I think it was right? Kim Fields. Yeah, yeah that was, was like Fields? the last season. Yeah, that he yeah, shows up yeah. on Living Single. So. I liked him. Um, I also love that as a writer myself, one of the things you struggle with is coming up with your leads occupation. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's always like marketing, some, some like, you know, vague, like corporate job. <laughs> right. We have to work on the account. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I love that they made her a, uh, a inspector. food inspector. Yeah. And mm-hmm. him, a guy who sells meat. I thought yeah. that that was like very clever. Um, I love the scene at the mayor's event. I love that how, you know, black women often don't get the rescue mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. where someone comes in and, and, and uh, saves us. Someone comes yeah. in and has our back when we are like, you know, confronted with an ex or like, you know, so I love, love, love that scene and how it was done. Um, I also love how the guy's plan backfired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say that even though this is loosely based on the taming of the shrew, it veers mm-hmm. wildly from the, the story, the plot points of the taming of the shrew. Um, but I love how the guy's plan backfired and it kind of changes course. I also love how the husbands and boyfriends are the comic problematic relief. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of the one-liners, he you embezzled the booty. 
I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, I think it's just silly. I love, love, love. Very. I, I love this sort of era of uh, rom coms, and I love the ending scene. the The fairy tale. Mm-hmm. She literally gets ridden away on a white horse with her prince charming. Mm. Although she's the one riding, and he's she's the, the one that's riding, and he's the yes. uh, the one you know the passenger. He's the passenger. I love, love, love that. Now, what I didn't like. Okay. Okay. So, it mostly lies in the script. Mm. I just think it would have been better had they stuck a little bit more closely to the story points of, you know, the taming of the shrew, where, you know, they want to date the sisters. And I don't mind the three sisters instead of one sister from the original text, but I just felt like, if they had stuck, if they had stuck closer to the story points, it wouldn't have meandered as much as it exactly. did. Exactly, the, the film just sort of meandered uh, too much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became very muddled. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And if you're going to do that, I think ultimately for me, I feel like the director just didn't have a strong creative vision for the film um, because tonally it was all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. You start off with that 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 dance sequence, which is lovely, right? It's a very it's, it's an homage to Motown, right. to the '60s mm-hmm. sort of romance, you know, old school dating kind of style. And then they go and they open the thing, I guess, which is a nod to fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Which, right. Okay, and then there's a voiceover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. that right. Okay. There's a voiceover. There's a voiceover type deal, which is irregular throughout the film. Like if you're going to have a voiceover, you need to it needs to come in a little bit more often if if that's what you're going to do. I also and also and then when they do that quick, we call those quick shots where they're in the uh, the funeral home and then they uh, the the guys are pretending to cry and then they cut to them like dancing what they're thinking in their head. Like it's just there's a lot going on in the first like. When you go into the funeral, there's like in the first two minutes, there's a lot going on. And, and the tonally, it just shifts very, very quickly. Um, I almost wish they had just had the opening dance sequence kind of match. Like, are you going to do a stylized rom-com? That's fine. Right. Um, yeah. The, the dandridge fun. Like they bring that up, but they kind of drop that. That only seems to be an issue for Dwayne Martin's character. <laughs> um. Like, I don't know what that was about. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, the men's plan, like, you know, in the original Taming of the Shrew, which I actually went back and I watched the one with Elizabeth Taylor and uh, uh, Richard, Burton. Richard Burton that I'd seen when I was a kid. It does not hold up. It is no. not good. Uh, no. Um, but again, with the, I feel like 10 Things I Hate About You, I hate to say that. I just think they did a much better job. And because that's so close to this film, maybe that's why they they sort of detoured off of those story points. But you're going to have to make it just as good or better, I feel right. like. Right. And I feel like also with the with the guys, like, why did they want Ray to fall have her fall in love with them, relocate, and then dump her? That just seems especially cruel when yes. you're putting... Yeah, I mean, these guys are terrible, but you're also making them funny. So they seem like, are we supposed to hate them? Right. Or... Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Like, so I was I was just very confused about how I was supposed to feel about them in general. Um, but the big thing is, and there's a lot of other things I can go down, but the big thing is there's no chemistry. Between? 
between Gabrielle Union and LL Cool J. And I I suspect part of it is that this is Gabby's first, uh, Gabby, like I know her, her first major thing. And she had come across, she had come out of like, she was actually in 10 Things I Hate About You, Mm -hmm, (laughs) actually, um, as a supporting role. And I think she had come, she basically learned on the set and I don't think that she, um, so she, I always say Gabrielle Union has really girl, white girl energy, kind of like Carrie Washington. Yeah. Um, and they can switch it. They can switch it to black girl energy or white girl energy. Um, and I felt there was a little bit of that kind of left that she's that sort of like supporting role, mm-hmm. um, uh, like sort of smell about her. And I think that while on film, because she's so beautiful that you don't really notice it at first unless you're looking at it like just like what we're doing, you know, dissecting the film. But even I think also the writing failed her. That's I think that yeah. when he tells her, there's always we, we call that in a rom-com when they they share something personal mm-hmm. it's their bonding moment. And that usually happens pretty early on. But when he gets to tell her that he's like a, a an orphan. Her character doesn't seem to take that in at all. She no. doesn't really soften to that. Not at all. Um, and even though they, I do think they do a pretty good job. What I liked about this is that usually, you know, black women, it seems like the world is obsessed with uh, humbling black women for some reason, particularly mm-hmm. black women. But they, you know, they allude to even the guys say, oh, she, their parents died when she was 18. And so she had to take over. So they give her some grace in that sense. But then she doesn't give any grace to Ray. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why he likes her. Like, I don't know. Like, there's not a moment where I feel like they really bond or he sees her. He just says it. He They they tell right. us, but they don't show us. Mm-hmm. Like he says, oh, you know, she's doing charity work and da, 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 when he's, you know, defending her to the guys. But they never really show that. And there's never really a moment where I feel like they're really connecting like no. what mm-hmm. people do when they're actually dating and you exactly. realize, Oh, I like this guy. Cause every woman makes that decision at some point you think, Oh, not just he going to get the booty, but like, Oh, this is, this is my guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they never have that moment. Never. Right. Yeah. It's, you it's, know? And I just feel like I want it so much more for this, but I also think it's in the writing um, Gary Hardwick, he, I feel like he may have benefited from a female producer. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like this was written by a man who, who is trying his best to create an, a vehicle for someone like Gabby, who her time was, it was time for her to have her lead. Mm-hmm. But the quality, they didn't give her a lot to sink her teeth into. And so that coupled with this being her very first lead, lead rom-com, it really failed her in the end, I think. Um, yeah, the, the movie just, uh, it was written by James Ivor Madsen, B.E. Brawner, and along with Gary Hardwick. So it was, at least it sounds like it was three men. I'm, I'm not sure mm-hmm. B.E. Brawner. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It it, it definitely was a, a movie that would have benefited by having a woman in the room, in the writing room to kind of like m- m- massage this script. Um, I I hear you on on Gabrielle Union um, definitely being very young in her career. It's her first first starring mm-hmm. starring role, and 
I do think that there are moments where she's pressing a little bit, probably trying to, you know, dust off that supporting role vibe and, you know, you know, kind of, you know, put her a big girl pants on and, and flex a little bit. Um, but I actually came away from, from her performance thinking that I remember what's the Christmas movie she was in? Is it boy, this Christmas? Boy, almost Christmas. You are plucking things out of my review I think right it's now. Almost Christmas. Yeah, almost, almost Christmas. Christmas yeah. Almost Christmas. And I remember watching that, and when we reviewed it, and saying like, she's got an ear for comedy that that boy, I'm enjoying. Lynn Webb. And I think the, I, I think it. Speak a it. lot of that is Speak on it. display here early on mm-hmm. in the movie. The script is not good, mm-hmm. but I think her instincts are strong in here it's it's just that the words and again the direction like you point out are letting letting her down and that along with her naivete in this particular space probably pressing a little bit is what fails her but i i see what she's trying to Mm -hmm. do and i'm feeling her i'm feeling feeling for her with that the problem to me because there is a lack of chemistry, is that LL, who does not get a pass at this time mm-hmm. in 2003, he's already been he's already been the star of his own sitcom at, at this point, uh, along with uh, uh, supporting, but still been in films. He doesn't get the pass. He is giving her nothing to bounce off at mm-hmm. all. Nice looking dude, but he might as well just blend into the wall. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is so uh, unaffected, and every every line read is the exact same thing. I started counting how many times he said a line, and his one eyebrow went up because that was his that was the the level of inflection that he was going to give on mm-hmm. on the screen, and I. St- Stopped at 150. I lie to you not. 150 <laughs> times this man's one eyebrow would go up with it with his line. I I didn't even bother counting licking the lips. And I know that that's his vibe. That's his deal. That's his deal. But if you're meant to buy that he's coming in as a player, but then he's taking the player game off and actually trying to connect with her, then you need to see that shift in his performance in the character. And it never comes through on screen at all. The, 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 you pointed it out. LL, they should have just saddled him with essence Atkins. Who's good. And then take the stronger actor, mm-hmm. Mel Jackson, right. and flip him right. to the player mode. Because or, or Dwayne um, uh, Martin. Uh, 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 I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> you, you didn't like oh. Dwayne Martin? I, I'm not. I'm, Dwayne Martin doesn't do it for me. I just I, Dwayne Martin. I, I would. First of all, I would. There's nothing about Dwayne Martin that I would ever buy as a player. So no, I couldn't see him in that role. Um, but I don't like the way Martin just he, he just you comes just across like him. a little basic to me. You no, I don't him. dig him. Mel Jackson, mm-hmm. Mel Jackson could have played that role. Now he's I I, I can't think of um, 
When does when does he when is he in Soul Food? Yeah, you know that's my whole theory about Mel Jackson. Right, right. My whole no, theory, what's, what's my the theory? whole my whole Mel Jackson theory is that he is so good in Soul Food as Bird's ex boyfriend that got Lim the job. And he calls Bird, uh, you know, we used to call a Coke bottle, you know, because she was shaped like a Coke bottle. He is so good in that role that as a community, we hate him. <laughs> so that he's the, because he you're he absolutely should have been bigger. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he was so good as that guy. We all hate him. Yeah. On like a like our reptilian brains, yes, don't like them. <laughs> yes, because he should be in the LL yeah, role. Absolutely, he should be in that. He, yeah. LL gives Gabrielle Union nothing to bounce off, and thus the 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 chemistry never it, it never even comes out of the erector set. It's 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 dead on arrival. You, I, I I hear you, and I I think that um, I hear you. I think that because I think LL is suffering from also coming from television to a big screen rom-com. This is a rom-com. And you're so right about Gabby having uh, comedic instincts. They needed to, it's it's in the writing. They needed to give her uh, like a, 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 a pratfall or something. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that scene in uh, The Wedding Planner when uh, she, the, the shoe is like stuck yes. and then the thing is coming? Because Gabby works best when she's doing something. Yes. And I really think that LL, I know you guys may not feel this, but like I felt like the like a guy that looks like LL and, and spitting like that is going to at least you have you be like, ooh, like the way she responded to him when he came to right. church. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I felt like they had chemistry in that moment. And I think this is where the director and the script fails them both, because I think that it didn't take into account how new they were to these kinds of roles. Mm. I mean, because they're gorgeous. I mean, it's yeah. a gorgeous couple. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why they shouldn't have chemistry. <laughs> none. Well, yeah. The, you know? None whatsoever. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a lot to add to everything that you all said. I, I think tonally, it couldn't quite figure out where it wanted to land. Like, like, like I think... In the beginning, you get the sense it's going to be a farce. It's going to be a romp. But as you said about these three men, by the end, these are really like they're a nasty number. Like this whole bit, like they're actually cruel mm -hmm. by the end to Gabrielle Union's character. To me, the most unrealistic part was when the, the plot kind of unraveled. Their three wives slash girlfriends, there wasn't more of a repercussion yeah. of the type of men mm -hmm. that they are partnered with. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I like the cast. Like, like, I think this is a perfect balance of a cast where, 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 you, you know, I, I think Dwayne Martin is fine, but I really like, like, you know, I have a soft spot for Robin Lee. Yeah. From um yeah, half plenty. Yeah. Essence Atkins. I'm not a huge Essence Atkins fan, but much like you all, I love Mel Jackson. I love Mel Jackson and wish he would have been bigger. Um I think to Lavetta's point, you know, taking uh putting in three sisters as opposed to just yeah. just the one. If you just had Essence and Mel, I think there's enough right. there. Yes. It's, 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 it's too many yes. people. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, yeah. Megan Good, 
I'm always there for Megan Good. You know, yeah, we we kind of joked in the elevator. I'm not a fan of Martin Lawrence doing the Martin Lawrence character. I'm even less of a fan of D'Artagnan imitating Martin Lawrence doing a Martin Lawrence character. Yes, it was so but, annoying. But it, by the time you get annoyed, they're on to the next person. Yeah. Like you, Kim Whitley is is a treasure. Kim Whitley can do no wrong. Um, I don't think I I don't think LL Cool J is a good actor, full stop. And I think after 20 some odd years of acting, I'm I'm pretty secure in that opinion. Like like we with the with the the evidence we have from television, from film, from comedies, from action, I just don't I I think he's just a real stiff dude. Just generally. It's it's, it's just amazing just though. Just generally. But I I have a soft spot for LL, I look, will say. <laughs> again, I also love LL. Yeah. <laughs> but LL acting has never and again, the brother that had Tom to to win me he's, over. He's got no excuse. But Gabriel yeah, I don't Union, think he's interested in becoming like, you know, like a fine actor. I think he just it's like, oh, we're, you know, he's gonna like Ice T. I feel like, he's yeah, like you know. Ice T's great. And um, what's the movie you guys reviewed? Uh, um, um, the Wesley Snipes. Uh, oh, New Jack City. Yeah, he's great in that. He's great in uh, he was in a movie that you guys haven't got to where he's being hunted. I don't know if it's considered a black movie. Um, oh yeah, the deadliest game. Yeah, he's good in That's that. On the but list. like. I don't think LL is interested in becoming like a serious actor. Well, apparently That's why he's not. on NCIS. But Gabrielle Union, you pulled the note right out of my notebook. I was thinking about her in um, Almost Christmas. Almost Christmas. I think Gabrielle Union, and, and you know, it, it, may God grant you these kind of problems. She is so pretty. Like she is ridiculously beautiful. Yes. And because of that, yes. no one ever, it seems like no one wants to give her the opportunity to be funny because she is funny. And I think the first part of the film, again, talking about the tonal shifts, where it seems like she was just going to be this sort of mm-hmm. over the top kind of arch, mm-hmm. you know, kind of almost caricature. She is having fun. I'm having fun with mm-hmm. her. You don't get a lot of physical comedy in here. One of the times I genuinely laughed when LL dipped her at the dance. And then 30 seconds later, she dipped his big ass. Yeah. Yeah. But you forget, you know, Gabrielle Union was a college athlete. Mm -hmm. This is not a, a dainty woman. So she's able to do that. I loved her on the horse. Yeah, like I love the two of them on the horse, and it looks like she was actually riding the horse. But it, 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 it as she starts to quote unquote soften and sort of fall for him, she loses that life. Yeah, and then she's yeah. just sort of consigned to being the pretty girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in my mind, as as the film went on, it was like it just she she just dimmed. Yep. 
And yeah. I do I land on, much like you, I love the big gesture at the end with the yeah. horse. And and yeah. and much like you said, like like I think um Gabrielle Union is in this wonderful space as this unambiguously black woman yeah. who is seen as beautiful. And, you know, even now in 2023, it's like her, it's Lapita Nyong'o. You know, I might be forgetting one or two, you know, Issa Rae, maybe, but you have to you have to acknowledge that, you know, yeah. these women who are seen as beautiful by the script, by the cameras, by the filmmakers. And and even if she is not the fully actualized Gabrielle Union that I want, like, I really need her in a screwball comedy. Yes. Yes. I still landed on, I, you, you know, the, the, the pluses outweighed the minuses. It's funny you say that. Something that Lavetta mentioned earlier when you were going through like the 90s rom-com and uh, Julia Roberts had her lane and then, you know, Jennifer Lopez and, and other people were allowed to have a little bit of their lane, right? And our go-to as far as the rom-coms has always been somebody like, Nia Long, sure, or mm-hmm. short time Vivica, mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. and even Gabrielle, they tried tried her out, and and unfortunately, we we know the answer. None of those women, or, or pick uh, pick pick any other one from around that time, mm-hmm. were really given their lane, sure, to be the star. Yeah, there it is. The, of these, yep. these uh, such a film to be to be the lead. It was always about teaming them with you know Morris Tay, hey, yeah, L, yep. the, the name next rapper that wants to act, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but never given their their lane to be their name above the title. Sure, you right. know, um, and never really truly given their op- that opportunity to excel. You know, I'm a huge Nia Long fan. Nia Long, I think, is is a very talented actress. I would have loved to see her stretch more. Sure. But somebody like Gabrielle Union, you know how I feel about Tisha Campbell. Yeah. Like, those are two, just those two right there who should have names above a title on a film, screwball comedy, getting their flex on, man. And it was like the only way that a black woman could get... Um, above the title is if you desexualize them like they did with Whoopi Goldberg. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 a it's a really it's really a shame. It's when you you said that I started thinking about that and like none none of our sisters got their lane, and it's a shame. No, they never. And 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 it goes to show you this is a perfect example of how stars are made. Mm-hmm. And yes. not that's right. You know, you have to. Here you are. You have Gabrielle. Like I said, when she comes on the screen, I was like, God, I forgot how beautiful she. Is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you know, like she's so beautiful. It's uh, distracting almost. But she's yeah, and she has comedic timing and like. But you can tell that she needed. This is where a, a director um, and a better script serves you. Yes. Um, Made in Manhattan is not a good movie, but I love The Wedding Planner because I think the script is and Monster in Law. I think the script is is sharper, Mm -hmm. uh, easy A, 10 things I hate about you. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I think the scripts are sharper. And unfortunately, a lot of our our Black 
uh, female stars don't have access to quality scripts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And top tier level uh, directors. Again, I think that he, uh, Hardwick was, I think he had good intentions, mm-hmm. but I just wish they'd had like a female pass. Like, you know, because like you said, you have to play to a star's strengths, mm-hmm. right? So if you know Gabby's funny, She's good at pratfalls. You because you're you're right. She's so beautiful. They don't think. Oh, we don't want her like wallowing yeah. in the mud. But right. that's what makes that's that's comedy gold. That she is so beautiful that she's willing to wallow in the mud. Right. Right. Uh, or I feel like almost like the, the things that they gave him on the horse, they should have given to her. But maybe not on a horse, but something else. Like that was all very funny, and mm-hmm. I think that would have loosened her up. You know, mm-hmm. she's a star. She's an actress getting her first film as a lead. She has said in the past, she has a lot of responsibilities, like a lot of black stars. They have a lot of responsibilities uh, personally. So it's Mm -hmm. not just about their careers. Right. 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 So oftentimes a star will go into their shell when they don't feel protected. Mm -hmm. And this is where a good director and a good um, good director or producer would come up and be like, what's going on? Like, I've been looking at the dailies. What's going on? What do you need? And often our people just don't get that, particularly our black women don't get that. Sure. You know? So, Same. yeah. But I agree with you. I, uh, Vince, I, even though I had all that stuff I didn't like, I love this movie. I sure. love this movie. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the few that we can say is a pure rom-com, you know, that's from this era that's, um, you know, in the two can play that game, that kind of thing. Uh, even with Nia Long, I felt like she, you know, obviously she's our sweetheart. She's one of our uh, major princesses in in, in the Black community. Um, but she also, you know, as much as I love Love Jones, I wanted to see her and more. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to see Sanaa Lathan and more. I wanted to see Gabrielle and more and different kinds of things. Like Catherine Heigl has how many uh, rom-coms? Like 20, <laughs> 25, 35. I swear they're all like the same movie. They're all the same they're movie. They're all the same movie. Right. It's all the same movie. And, and remember when um I'm drawing a blank on her name, uh Goldie Hahn's daughter was the it girl for a Kate second. Hudson, yep. Kate Hudson, yep. Uh, uh How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she was yep. the, uh, uh, anyway. Yep. So so it's safe to say that the two of you would recommend that people see Deliver Us from Evil. I would. Absolutely. I would. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's funny you mentioned two can play that game. And we were talking about woo earlier, all jokes aside. I I like that period in the late 90s, early 2000s, this sort of mid-tier black yeah. film. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's something that we're just sorting, starting to see a bit of a resurgence of. Like, I think for so long, there were such extremes. You know, you had the historical black film, you had the Spike Lee film, or then you had something that was basically almost a chitlin circuit oh, that you show yes. that that you know the DVD man would sell you. Or then <laughs> and then it became like the hip hop genre. Right. So yeah. you oh, know, but yes. but there was this wonderful kind of moment where it was like uh, again, like the mid-level, mid-tier black yeah. film. And 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 the older I get, the more I have respect for that film. So yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. And you would recommend Deliver Us from Eva as well? Uh, absolutely. Along with uh, Two Can Play That Game. And yeah, I, I, I mid-tier, I think that's a perfect uh, moniker for that kind of film. And like you said, when you get older and you you realize like, oh, there's not even a space for that. So mm-hmm. I would highly recommend. It's, you know, it's a nice, fun popcorn movie. You're at home, you put it on. It's not going to change the world, but it's fun. And it makes you feel good. It's very, it's a cozy rom-com. So. I would highly recommend it. And you know what? I, I, I meant to say this. One last thing about the images of the women. These are four beautiful women. They are not like it's 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 not a lot of flesh. No, it's really only nope. one scene. Yeah. Like like, you know, this is a film that treats them as beautiful without objectifying them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which in yes. and of itself is worth commenting on. Very yes. True. Very true. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, what? you didn't. Oh, I'm going to let the baby be. Oh. Oh, man. Are you serious? Oh. oh. <laughs> I can't recommend this movie. I can't. No. I, I, n- n- no. Um, <laughs> because um, I ultimately, I do think that. The chemistry lets it down. I think you can see LL in other stuff. I think you can see Gabrielle Union in better stuff. And I think you can see a shorter movie. This movie just dragged on. It it, it because it's so it's so overstuffed. Um I it it just I found it boring and I I I can't recommend it. No. I, I, I did not have fun in this. Two that can play the game. I remember having fun in that movie. I'm I'm very um, excited to return to that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've come close to choosing it uh, a few times, and I I, I agree with you. I do kind of like this mid these mid tier kind of like rom com ish, you know, black black films of this time, which is probably why I gave Wu a second chance, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Maybe I need to watch this again. No, no, I don't. Um, but see, I would. I okay. Let me ask you this: What other movie? And two can play a game is not the same sort of tone. No, what it's other not. movie is there like this for black people, for black women, for black men to watch, black couples to watch? So you're saying like this? You mean that's just a straight? rom-com it's just so you know it's funny it's it's not trying to be super serious yeah um, it's not too sexy it's not booty call mm-hmm. and it does right it, and it doesn't take itself so seriously, seriously. so seriously yeah. uh, nothing that is coming to my mind real quick um to be fair did you see about last night i don't think so I don't think I don't remember. I don't think I saw about last. About night. last night is a better version of this movie. Yeah, the remake. The re- remake, with, right? The remake with Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I I didn't see I didn't see that one. There's not one that's coming to to my mind. Um, and that but, is why I think people should watch it. Well, that doesn't mean that you should still waste your time with this film, though. Okay, blank man. Are he's, you saying this? he's very complicated? He is very complicated. <laughs> you think? 
I'm gonna have to go back. I'm, I'm gonna have to do that to you, Lynn. <laughs> like, blank man, deliver <laughs> us from Eva. Yeah, I'm going with Blank Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point is there is not another movie like Blank Man. That is why, even you, even though people who may not like it because they think it's so silly, I'm like, but you have to watch it. There's no other movie, or the, is it Meteor Man? Maybe, I'm about to say like that? some people would probably say okay. Meteor Man is Meteor along Man. the same lines as, uh, as Blank Man. Maybe it ain't, no. but it's but I see <laughs> what they're going for. No, I, if 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 I was presented with a list, maybe I could pull a film. Okay. Um, I just, at the end of the day, I can't, I can't think of one, but, um, that doesn't mean that there aren't other films, romantic films to get your, pull your romance from than, than this one. Uh, I think there's a lot to pull from Boomerang. You may say that it's a different style, but I can understand that, but I think there is a great deal of romance, uh, in Boomerang. Um, so Split decision. Split decision. Yeah. Hey, we land on that. The, <laughs> they should see the film. Yes. Yes. I, I didn't want to say it. Y'all made me say it. I wanted to. It's our whole shtick. Well, I was trying to keep it. Like, like, this is like, this is. I had Lavetta on my side. I was trying to keep it on my side. Look, <laughs> man, look. I'm still on your side, Lynn. I'm still on your side. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you enjoyed LaVetta Cannon sitting here with us reviewing Deliver Us From Evil, first, stay tuned, because I'm going to bring her ass back for woo. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> you got to, that's what you got yourself into. Woo. Um, but if you want more of her, check out the Notorious Women podcast wherever you find podcasts. It is a great podcast. Check it out. LaVetta Cannon. Thank you so much for thank sitting you. in with it's us. It's been great. No, thank you. This was such a treat. Truly, truly. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Anytime, anytime. 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 You're already booked. All right. So you don't even <laughs> have to pick a film. It's already picked for you. <laughs> I'll send you the date. We'll check dates and we'll, we'll make it happen. All right. We're going to let right. you go as we close out the show. But thank you again. Yes. Good night. Thank you. All right. See you all. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing uh, next week here next week. on the Bards of November, mm-hmm. I invite you to tell us what's on your mind. Email us at michellemission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also like and follow the Michelle Mission on the social media of your choice. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on X, the uh, social media formerly known as Twitter, at Me Show Mission. You can also look us up on YouTube, at Me Show Mission, where you can ring the bell, subscribe, and be notified when we have new live streams, new videos, new shorts going up for your uh, download and streaming pleasure. Okay? On uh, YouTube, where we 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 crossed one thousand subscribers, Vincent. Very nice. I was very happy. I'm very Thank excited you. for that. Thank you. Uh, and hopefully, we can keep it going. Keep it going onward to onward 2000. and upward. All right. Uh, the Michelle Mission is also a proud member of the Podglomerate. Thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work, such as ours, which streams live every Tuesday at seven p.m. from Young Junk, Philadelphia's premier 
Video Podcast Palace. Go to thevideocontentfactory.com and book your time in one of the other glorious studios that they have here for podcasting. But you can't, this one, this one is branded for us. All right. Next week. Next week. Here on the Show Mission. Mm-hmm. We return. We return. To the story of Othello. Mm-hmm. But this time, it is in a high school teen setting. Yes. As we visit with Mackay Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. Julia Stiles, mm-hmm. and Josh Hartnett. Yeah. In O. Oh. oh. Next week, here on the Michelle Mission. Until then, he's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say... See you when it's time to meet again. The Michelle Mission is produced by Len Webb and Vincent Williams and edited by Len Webb with co-production by Mo Poplar, music by Alexa Gold, and filmed at the Video Content Factory. The Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network.